To know where we are going, we must know where we have been. And I would add, know where we are. Onward and Upward is something I say every time nearly that I sign off on this podcast because it's a more of a message for me that, you know, I still want to improve each and every minute, each and every day, going upward towards becoming a better version of myself. I certainly have a lot of work to do, and this work is not easy, constant work in progress. And it really kind of does go against human nature in many ways. This self-improvement and trying to be a better version of ourselves. The comfort zone is something that we kind of by nature tend to seek. A lot of psychologists point to what's called the motivational triad, which says that we are human beings that are creatures that desire pleasure, want to avoid pain, and do it with the least amount of energy involved. Those three things are believed to explain most of why we do what we do. And what, what is that when we you know, are seeking pleasure and avoiding pain and doing with the least amount of energy? That is running towards a comfort zone. And, and we all know that that's not where the growth happens. And to be a better version of ourselves, we got to get outside of that comfort zone and try to improve ourselves. And I know I have a lot of areas to improve. You likely have a lot of areas to improve. And I love the stoic quote that says, you know, we could be a better version of ourselves today, but we put off what we could be doing today until tomorrow. And tomorrow we're not guaranteed and it perhaps even come for some of us. And I've said before, if someday was a road, it would lead to the town of nowhere. So what is it that I can do to improve? What is it that you can do to improve? And why am I asking this question? Well, because I'm recording this on December 3rd. What's around the corner? Good old New Year's. New Year's Eve. Yes, and to be like on the bandwagon and stereotypical, I will use this as a time to say, all right, where have we been? Let's reflect. You know, what went well? What could we improve upon? Review this. Absorb it. Reflect on it assess it, and then what can we do to improve moving forward? And we don't have to wait till New Year's to try this out. This is something, change, improvement, evergreen. This is something that uh, I think is timeless. And yeah, you know, the New Year thing is kind of a funny cliche and something that, you know, we all, I think, recognize nowadays that people often fail in their New Year's resolutions. And I say fail with air quotes as you can't see because, you know, 90% of people that make New Year's resolutions end up giving them up with, I think, it's like within a month or so of trying them on. And so the purpose of this episode is to get people to think about not just what their New Year's resolution will be, but what is your resolution right now, today, to start working on, to improve? Uh, some things might immediately come to mind, but really reflect and think about what is it I can do? What is the, some of the things that are important to me that I can start working on to be a better version of myself. And we don't need to wait till New Year's to start trying these things out. But I think it's really important to do the reflection necessary to really come up with something that can stick and not just necessarily go with the usual suspects or the first thing that comes to mind, but really reflect on what that thing is or things are that can do that. And the subsequent episodes will be about the how-to. This one is more or less, let's throw everything on the table. And start taking some things off and, and figuring out what that one or few things might be that we really want to start acting on now 
to be better versions of ourselves. So this is the brainstorming episode of how we can be better versions of ourselves. And certainly uh, this ties into our podcast and, you know, the theme of being the better version, but also just, you know, disability in general. I think we're so well suited to take on change because we've had to adapt the way we go about our lives, how we say, do, think. Uh, I think more or less out of just necessity because we have disabilities that we're so adept to being able to take on changes in our lives because we've had to. So in this exercise, I want to say that I think we're well suited to this. And this is also well suited to living independently. When we look at all the different areas where people with disabilities aren't succeeding as well as with people without disabilities in general, the data would show, you know, we're less likely to graduate from high school or, you know, go on to post-secondary education and succeed there. So perhaps our improvement goals or resolutions can be found in education. Is it how we go about learning? Do we need to improve upon in that area? Are we focused on the areas of education that are most important to us? Do we even know what that is? Are we applying to schools? Should we be applying to schools? Is there ways of educating ourselves that aren't in formal education that can nowadays be accessed in so many different areas? What is it we need to learn and be better in? Is it in employment? Again, recognizing that people with disabilities have a higher unemployment rate uh, than people without disabilities and, and recognizing that the job market, the great resignation, right? Uh, has occurred. And so there may be way more opportunities for us to get employed than ever right now. Should we be taking advantage of that? Where should we be getting employed? Are we doing the things that are most near and dear to our purpose and calling in life? And is it found outside of the typical job sector? There's so many different ways nowadays to make a living because of a lot of the disruptive technologies or ways to go about doing business that are out there exploring areas in employment? Do we need to be looking for better accommodations, whether it is education or employment, that are needed for us to succeed? And learning more about that and having the courage to ask for them and and go after it. You know, is it figuring out ways? Again, people with disabilities are more likely to be at a lower socioeconomic status. Do we need to figure out better ways of getting in money, to managing our money? Are we eligible for benefits but have been putting it off because it's so cumbersome to do? Or you know, our egos in the way and, and don't want to be, you know, someone that receives benefits, even though it could be something that we're qualified for. Do we need to be looking into how to become a better advocate for ourselves or others that have disabilities? It's a true art. It's a true science uh, to be in a, an advocate for ourselves or for others. And do we need to learn more about that? Because there is strategies in that. It's not just being offended and sounding off and tweeting this or, you know, being a keyboard advocate and only showing up when there's a rally. Uh, no, there's, there's, <laughs> this is very detailed and specific skill oriented advocacy is huge. Is it related to stigma? Do my resolution being that, you know, my fear of stigma and that it's in hindering me in some aspects of my life. Do I need to start getting real about that and addressing it and lean into those vulnerabilities with a bit of courage and addressing, you know, stigma that's out there? What ways could I be improving my independence in life? Am I, do I have a learned helplessness about doing certain things? Me, case in point, in general, with technologies. I rely on other people often, you know, to do things that, you know what, I have the capacity to learn some of these things. I'm looking right at our producer, Seda, over here, who helps me out so much in producing these podcasts could could i start learning to do some of these things myself and not always having to rely on her and tying her time up and doing these other things 
yeah, probably. Maybe that needs to be my resolution, that I need to be more behind the scenes and learning how to do some of these things as well. Our social support and our system, you know, networks as people with disabilities tends to be fewer and, and not have the quality that other people with disabilities have. Do we need to learn to communicate better? Do we need to listen more? If we want more friends, how can we go be a friend to other people? Do we have some repairing in our families and relationships that we need repairing? Do we need to seek out communities that we, you know, we're looking for our scene? If we have hobbies or interest areas, often there's like a fanatical group of people that are also interested in whatever it is that we might be interested in. How do we get linked into them? You know, for people that are faith-based oriented or spiritual, are there communities there that they can find or we can find fellowship that we need to get hooked up into? So yeah, that might be things there that we need to look into. What about health? So of course we have the usual suspects that are out there in terms of New Year's resolutions, but there are important ones. Do we need to be increasing our physical activity? Are we not as active as we should be and, and moving to whatever extent possible that we can be? Do we need to be eating better, more wholesome foods and a better diet out there for ourselves? Do we need to be giving up some of our vices, alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs? These are usual suspects for sure. What about sleep? Man, sleep is so important to health. Do we need to be getting more sleep? Are we sleeping too much? I find readily people are in that sweet spot. It's either too little or too much uh, sleep that's going on. Can we be doing better in terms of meditation? So we talk about meditation throughout this podcast and how important it is for us to be aware of the thoughts that we're having as we have them, to be the observer of our thoughts. Do we need to do formal meditation, informal, like checking in and just being self-aware of the thoughts and emotions that we're having as we're having them and asking ourselves, you know, why are we having them? You know, another form of meditation that we've talked about is just journaling, you know, writing down or typing down in electronic format, whatever it is, categorizing our thoughts. It doesn't have to be a lot. It can be a sentence a day, recording ourselves over time. And that can be a really good way of kind of a form of meditation, but also self-awareness and, and getting into that. That could be awesome. What about reading? Are we reading enough? Oh, man, it's kind of like music. There is so much out there to consume in terms of reading that could just really benefit us and our lives, even for entertainment, whatever that might be. Leaders are readers. If you're interested in leadership and then being a better leader, reading is a must. You know, learning from the lives and history and knowledge and wisdom of other people uh, so we don't have to go through all the time that it took for them to learn what they learned. Books are a really great thing. And for people like me who have visual impairments, the access to auditory books are just amazing nowadays and just super wonderful. What about resolutions related to, I don't know, more leisure time, right? So art, music, getting into those kind of areas, our connection with nature. Do we need to have a resolution of being more aware of our natural environment, whether it's appreciating the sunrise, the sunset, you know, some of the vegetation that might be out there, going for a walk, uh, recognizing more or less that we are a part of nature and furthering our conscious intentions to be connected to it. That certainly promotes our health and is easily accessible, hopefully, to most people. What about volunteering? Maybe that's a resolution that we look into organizations that serve a cause that were, resonates with our heart and we want to put some time into uh, to be able to go out and do. And I got to say, like, when some of my first volunteering experiences with, was with my family and it was during the holidays. You know, volunteerism tends to go up during the holidays and should be something that, regardless of holidays, is something that we need to be looking into or, or be a part of. But I have fond memories of, of our family going out to soup kitchens, doing meals on wheels, 
not only was it beneficial to the people that we were, you know, were receiving these services, but it was beneficial to fill in my bucket, my heart. But also, I know that was a bonding experience that our family had together. So win, win, win on the volunteerism. Recommend that one. Do we need to do better in managing our time? You know, this finite, priceless resource that we never get back once spent, once lost is never found. So how about that, you know, as far as a New Year's resolution? What about learning a new language? I've been at that for a little while with a cyclical process of taking time to do it and then falling off the wagon and coming back. But yet, it, you know, I still keep plugging along and, and find it to be very good for my evolution and, and certainly humbling along the way to try and learn a new language. Can it be something along those lines? How about some of the non-traditional things that people pick up as far as a behavior change or resolution, such as self-awareness? You know, we have three episodes out there that ask three questions I constantly ask myself to gain more self-awareness. Who am I? Why are we here on planet Earth? Seven and a half billion of us right now. Like, why are we here? And then from those questions leads to me, well, why am I here? And these are questions that I think can help us be more self-aware, certainly of our purpose and uh, important to ponder. So maybe our resolution is to think of these deeper thought questions. There's more questions uh, than there's those three to ask ourselves to drive towards more self-awareness of who we are. We're constantly changing and evolving. So if we're not constantly asking questions that reflect on who we are, we might miss out in knowing our true selves. What about committing to more kindness, having a resolution to where I'm going to do, whether they're, they're small acts of kindness, I'm going to give more compliments out. Hold doors open more often. Say hi to strangers as they walk by. Make eye contact. Being more kind in our daily, you know, activities. It can be small. Practicing gratitude. We just had a couple episodes. Practicing gratitudes and how research, evidence-based research has shown that certain gratitude exercises will promote our health and the health of other people. Whether it's the gratitude letter, like writing a, a letter recognizing and appreciating somebody that's done some wonderful things for us in our lives and giving it to them, being present, reading it to them, whatever it is, or any iteration of that is huge. And it's great to be able to do that for somebody and for ourselves. Is it, you know, having a gratitude journal? Is it just simply at the end of every day, thinking to ourselves, what went well? You know, what do I have to be thankful for? You know, running water, knowing that I have, you know, my next meal coming to me, a roof over my head, the ability to walk in my house and and not have to use a wheelchair ramp or that I have a wheelchair ramp to use to get into my house. What is it that we can be grateful for? What about forgiveness? What about have resolution that, you know what, I'm going to forgive myself for not, you know, telling the truth or for not being the best version of myself or making the right choices in the past. Things I can't change, but I've been regretting and kind of beating myself up for. What about forgiving other people that have wronged us, that have cheated on us, that have lied to us, that have stolen from us, that have said mean things about us and gossiped about us? What about forgiving them? Or what about asking people that we've wronged for forgiveness that we need to take some accountability for and being able to do that. Ooh, what about a resolution that does something like that? What about giving up, I don't know, complaining, blaming, gossiping? What about giving up being offended as much as we are? 
There's certainly many reasons why we can choose to be offended. But being offended, who's that really hurting in the end? It's just hurting us. It leads to building resentment. And so can we choose not to be offended every time there's an opportunity to be offended? Um, maybe we could take a, a diet, a media diet. So not just a nutritional diet, but a diet from the inputs that we're putting into our minds and our hearts that are constantly a drip of distraction, of reasons to be offended, divisiveness, those things that are highly addictive to keep clicking and swiping and, and uh, be a part of. Maybe we go on a diet from those screens that we have on there and what we're choosing to consume on those screens. Could be a good thing that maybe we pick up on this non-traditional type resolutions uh, that we can be in there. Maybe we're not always telling the truth or if we're not straight up you know, lying, maybe we're just not telling the whole story. Or if we're not doing either of those, but maybe we're not just our true selves, authentic, you know, with others. We're too worried about hurting other people's feelings. Not saying that we should be aggressive and and mean about saying things, but maybe we could be kind in our candor or maybe not so reserved or letting our own true selves come out and being who we are in the world and, and maybe being more authentic and real could be something that we take on as a new year's resolution maybe we should resolve to deal with people that tend to frustrate us or rude people in a better way so that that person in our lives that you know kind of keeps showing up whether it's a friend a family member an acquaintance a co-worker that just seems to push our buttons maybe we learn better coping skills and being able to deal with that There's a lot of different ways, actually. Uh, Maybe we find ways to just remove those buttons that seem to get pushed. You know, why are we having these buttons anyway? What if we didn't have buttons that could get pushed? We have more control over that than what other people say or do to us. So maybe it's ways that we tend to deal with the people that behave rudely out there in the world nowadays. You know, maybe, I don't know, it's becoming more organized. Make that bed, clean that room, organize that office. Practice better hygiene. I don't know. There are so many different things to be able to practice out there. Maybe it's creating a morning routine. You know, it's been shown that people that are happier and more effective in in achieving goals or successful in life, they all have morning routines. There's many different ways to construct a morning routine or a routine at the end of the day that you can review and reflect the day that just has passed. What worked? What didn't work? What went well? Maybe it's some of the stoic practices that we mentioned a while ago where uh, we practice our love of the life that we do have. Whether it's good or bad, this is the life we have. And uh, to really not just uh, cope with it, not just to surrender to it and accept it, not just even to accept it, but to love it. Just to love that this is the life that we have, that it's very precious. And so memento mori, right? Meditating that we are mortal and, and we will die. And what if today was our last day? You know, how would we live the day that we have in front of us to the best of our capabilities? What thoughts would we choose to hold if we knew this was the last day? What words would we speak? What would we do and say, given the day that we have here in front of us? This is not everything that we could be, I could be thinking about on how to improve myself. All of these areas and more are things that we could really contemplate, take the time to brainstorm, enjoy this part of the process of change. It's really a careful examination, review, reflection, and assessment of ourselves. Again, going back to the Stoics, there's a Stoic Seneca whose stepfather 
was politically fired from his job as uh, he was somebody that was uh, responsible for you know being the grain market, like this huge industry of food and grains that the that they had there at the times, which was a lot of responsibilities and politically was sacked and taken out of his job. And you know, Seneca says, you know, what's more important, you know, balancing the books of the grain market or the books of our lives? Now you have this opportunity to item by item go through what it is and who we are and look at each item that's on there, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially, all the different things I just mentioned are line items on a spreadsheet, on a budget. And to balance these things is much more important than often balancing the books of our jobs and what we're clocking into. How much time and attention am I here as being the director of a center, having to worry about the books? And, and it's very important that I do that. But if I'm not worried about the books, so to speak, of my own life, then I won't be able to balance the books of the job that I have to do. So um, there's a lot for us to think about and how we can improve. We can't do it all at once. You know, we got to figure out how to eat this elephant one step at a time. Uh, and we'll get into the how-tos in the next one. And that's part of it. You know, we don't have to go big. We can start out very small, one thing at a time, 1% better every day. Doing too much all at once leads to those New Year's resolutions not being successful. So we'll get into the how-to in the upcoming episodes that are out there. A lot to ponder, a lot to think about. Enjoy the brainstorming process. This is something we should be always thinking about every day. It doesn't have to be New Year's. But enjoy examining ourselves from top to bottom to figure out how we can be better versions of ourselves and to live onward and upward. Thanks for listening to the Independent Life Podcast brought to you by the Center for Independent Living of North Central Florida. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you know anyone who might benefit from listening, share this podcast and invite them to subscribe too. For questions, suggestions, or if you have a story you'd like to share, please email us at cilncf.org at gmail.com or call us at 352-378-7474. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, support, advocate, and empower each other to live the independent life.